This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Las Vegas. Action-packed hour for you this Tuesday. Laker postmortem. Yes, that's where we are pretty much. That's what the odds say. But there's a lot of interesting numbers around this season and the future seasons coming up. Joined in studio by the pro who knows, Brad Powers. All the college knowledge. Steve Fezzik, it's Tuesday, which is senior day. He's resting. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. No, by the way, later in the show, we'll tell you which early bird buffet Fezzik will be at. That's a new Tuesday feature if you want to go talk to him. You can't have pros, though, without Joes. 
He is Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And we start on straight out of Vegas in the NBA, the story that won't go away, and it is the L.A. Lakers who lose again to the Clippers, 113-105, the final on Monday night. The Lakers are now four games under 500 and five and a half games out of a playoff spot in the Western Conference. So, RJ, how is Vegas viewing the L.A. Lakers today? Well, first, let's quantify their chances, right? Their chances are above zero to make the playoffs, the Lakers, but not much above zero. If you want to say, you know, I'm a pa- I'm a Lakers pessimist. I'm going to say no playoffs. You've got to bet $25 to win $1. Minus $2,500, how they say it here in Vegas, as I like to say a hundred bucks can win you a foot long subway sandwich. <laughs> Lakers pretty much out of it. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's talking about it. But now the question is, what does it mean for the rest of this season with individual games? What does it mean for future seasons? What does it mean for LeBron's legacy? That's what we're gonna touch on. Let's first touch on just how different this Lakers team has been since LeBron came back from injury. Now, there were 34 games that LeBron played pre-injury. And a lot of people remember, a lot of people talk about Lakers were fourth in the West Christmas Day at the time of the injury. That would have met expectations, you'd think, yep. pretty much what people expected. Now, you take those 34 games and you add up the 18 games without LeBron saying, hey, the Vegas market knows LeBron's very valuable, so we're going to adjust that he's not there. And still the Lakers played pretty much to expectation. So if you look at those 34 with LeBron healthy, the 18 games without LeBron, you add up all those games against the spread the Lakers were nearly even net ATS margin. What does that mean? If you're favored by five, you win by five, your ATS margin is zero. It's exactly what was expected. If you're favored by five, you win by 10. Hey, you're plus five. You did five points better than expected. Over 52 games with LeBron pre-injury and then LeBron absent In those 52 games, the Lakers were within a smidge, a third of a point per game, a smidge of expectation. They met expectation. There's now been 12 games that's been played since LeBron returned from his injury. Pregame.com research came up with these numbers, and they are falling short the Lakers Against the spread, almost 10 points a game. So this is the tale of two seasons. We could say it's the LeBron pre-injury and post-injury. Not true. Now, if your goal is, oh, make the playoffs, yeah, obviously the Lakers didn't play as well without LeBron. We're talking about the core of the team. We're talking about Luke Walton. We're talking about magic. We're talking about all the things that make up how well a team plays other than their talent on the floor, because sometimes the talent's going to be good, 
Sometimes it's not going to be as good for his injuries, but how cohesive, how much teamwork is there? The idea that there's 52 games where they met expectation, the Lakers, and now magically the 12 games that pretty much line up with all the drama mm. around the trade, all the drama around we'll give all you guys up. You're all just chips that we'll trade for to get Anthony Davis. Brad, you, you've you been a, a roller coaster. <laughs> to a say tight, the least. I think a tightrope. <laughs> I mean, give us kind of the ebbs and flows <laughs> of your thoughts on the Lakers post the trade rumors. Yeah, when the trade rumors happened, my gut instinct was, hey, <laughs> man, if all these players are thinking they're expendable for the first time in their lives, I want to sell the Lakers for the rest of the season. So what happens? The Lakers pull a big upset over the Celtics, a buzzer beater, Rondo. They celebrate like they won uh, an NBA Finals championship. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe I'm seeing something. Maybe the Lakers are more cohesive than what I thought. So I kind of backed off on that fade, the Lakers. Just the one game. Just one game. One game got you backed off. Yeah. So what happens after that? Well, the, the Lakers suffer a couple of outright upsets as favorites. And I'm like, well, it's time to it's time to sell the Lakers again. So it's the All-Star break. What happens to, you know, the game after the All-Star break? The Lakers beat a good team. <laughs> they outright upset the Rockets. And here I go again, walking the tightrope. Here the tightrope. It's time to buy the Lakers. <laughs> All-Star break. Here they come. Playoff LeBron's been activated. And then after that, it's what we've seen the last week or so. <laughs> deactivate LeBron. Deactivate their playoff hopes. Now, Jonas, you're in L.A. Yes. <laughs> You're the voice of the fan. I mean, how much of this, because I think we can break this Lake, the Lakers problems down in the last dozen games into two possible categories. One is the players around LeBron offended some older on the porch guys at the clouds would say snowflakes, right? Or on the other hand, we could say LeBron, he's got eight movie deals, he's got this, he's got that, he's distracted. What's your sense of, of, of where to lay the blame in the last dozen games? It's actually a little bit of both. And what Brad just did, that exercise of walking the tightrope, that's pretty much what Laker fans have been doing the past uh, month or so here in L.A. Because, look, they're they're pissed off. They expected more. Um, they're seeing and hearing all this stuff. LeBron's you know, leaving the court 15 seconds early before a game. He's bouncing a ball off the backboard. He's not getting back on defense. There was a clip that was really awkward where Kyle Kuzma had to basically shove him to get him to play defense. Like he's, he's the optics are, he looks lazy at times. And when you are expected to come in and deliver winning ways back to an organization that's been bad for the past five years, they're pissed off about it. And listen, I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas talking about the Lakers, the aftermath. And it's probably fair to say of their season ending effectively. How true is that? 18 games left for the Lakers. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but Brad, what's the best the Lakers could do? 18 and 0. Is that, are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, you're right. 18 and 0 <laughs> is the best they can do. If the Lakers went 18 and 0 straight up to finish the season, they still would be under their season win total. So before the season started, I think 48 and a half games is where it landed. They have 30 wins right now. 
Once again, 30 plus 18. I'm going to do it real quick in my head. That's 48 wins. Which means if they go undefeated the rest of the season, the Lakers still fell short, will have fallen short of expectations. Probably make the playoffs in that scenario. Yeah, they would. But boy, oh boy, that that is a sign of the injury, yeah, but how poorly the Lakers have played post-injury. Some of it LeBron's distractions, some of it the rest of the team being offended by the trade, who's to say where the balance is? But I'll tell you this, let's look ahead. Let's call this a lost season. What's the future? I'll give you one future. I'll give you the ideal. The ideal is LeBron comes back next year healthy, ready to play, a little chastened, like, ah, yeah, maybe I was a little distracted by the L.A. Lights, Anthony Davis joins up, trade, and they at least get to keep one or two real talented players. Doesn't even matter. To me, that team's a top five team. We can debate where they are because let's be candid, a lot of this has to do with if Durant leaves Golden State because if he does, everyone's coming back to the pack or at least Golden State's coming back to the pack. And now you could make the case for a lot of teams. I mean, if Durant, knock on wood, because we don't want injuries for anybody, if Durant were out for the season right now, I mean, is Gold State that big of a favorite to win it? No, I think they'd go from being like, what, minus 250 to probably right around even without them. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not even sure they'd be even. Yeah. I think the even might be that legacy love of and respect for the Golden State's performance. So, KD leaves. AD goes to the Lakers. All of a sudden, Magic's laughing, talking about all his titles. And we're saying, you know, Magic was pretty smart, like we thought all along about Magic. And and again, I've, I've often thought the same thing. I'm Magic Johnson. You know how many finals I've been in? <laughs> yeah, it's just that confident laugh is what we're going to hear. But what happens if AD doesn't sign? Mm. What is the next best reasonable path to a title? Jonas, Brad, give me one. Uh, For the Lakers. Going to be a long shot, but you'd have to get someone like a Kyrie or Kawhi, but both are long shots. I mean, so we're talking 10 to 1 on each. And and you've got to bank on LeBron's health again, which popped up and became. But let's a assume it's good. Okay, let's, just, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Assuming it's good, yeah. To Brad's point, you've got to land one of those other players. But then, who are you giving up in a trade for that? Because people, yeah, have really- even if you give up everybody, at least then you're in the game. I'm saying it's a long shot. The Lakers yes. are even any better. Maybe the other way to say it is: What is the scenario? The Lakers are better next season than this season. They have to get Anthony Davis or one of the other guys. And one of the other guys seems like a real long shot. Yeah. So on one hand, if I'm magic, I'm counting my rings and my movie theaters and all that he's doing, and if I feel like I've got a plan, I'm fine with this season. And no one wants to lose. A winner like Magic, a winner like LeBron doesn't want to lose. I'm fine with this season. 
But boy, oh boy, it seems like there's one path at this point. One path for the Lakers, and it's Anthony Davis. And if there's only one path, especially with a with a kid, and, and all these players below 30 are kids in a way, uh, kids can change their minds. Kids are capricious. I also think people underestimate Paul George's decision not even to take an interview with Magic and the Lakers and to just go back to Oklahoma City. You land Paul George like you were supposed to, and I don't think we're having this conversation. And the fact that he wasn't able to get it done, I heard from people around here in L.A. that they were shocked that they weren't able to even get an interview or a sit-down with Paul George. Now, Bill Simmons has the conspiracy theory in his mind that the NBA said you're not allowed, that there was so much tampering going on, you're not allowed to sign in L.A. Now, who's to say, right? I mean, I it's a conspiracy theory. Simmons is pretty locked in when it comes to the NBA. When we come back, we're going to tell you, hey, this isn't just R.J. speculating. We've got the odds on the Lakers winning the title in the next four seasons, this season or the next three, and they have plummeted. You won't believe how much. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will tell you what the future could look like for the Lakers when it comes to winning an NBA championship. Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. It's 72 degrees. That's the perfect temperature. The Astrodome back in the day (laughs) used to be set to 72. The neon is... Flowing. Oh, by the way, Fezzik out every Tuesday, senior day, new feature. We're going to scan the various deals around town and guess where he's having his early bird dinner as a senior. Right now, the Silverton seems to have a special that's senior related. So we'll check in tomorrow. (laughs) But our our guess right now, if you're if you want to try to find Fezzik, would be sometime before 630. That's key because it's senior style in the silver. There's no place doing like a Taco Tuesday, like Margaritaville or anything on the Strip? I mean, if he had margaritas, he'd be in bed for three days. (laughs) I mean, you're missing the whole senior thing. Oh, man. All right, guys. So uh, the goal, allegedly, the goal, and people have said this about Magic Johnson, is that they are going to try and win an NBA championship while LeBron James is a member of the L.A. Lakers. If that is the goal, we have the odds on the likelihood of that happening. So, RJ, what do the numbers say? Yeah, the numbers have plummeted down, down, down. And I mean in the just last few weeks. So, here's the bet. Westgate and Vegas. This year title or the next three years. So, you could say the next four counting this year, however you want to say it. But the year ending in... 19, 20, 21, 22. If the Lakers win a title any of those four years, you win your yes bet. That bet just a few weeks ago was paying you two to one. So saying pretty much the Lakers had about a third of a chance, 33%, to win a title in the next four years. Those odds have now gone from two to one, Lakers to win a title, to four to one. So literally today you're getting paid double if the Lakers win a title in the next four years. Four to one is saying what? 20% 
or so. So, wowza. And I think it's important to note, RJ, Freddie Fanny Pack's not making that bet that's not going to be paid off for the next three or four years. you got to consider that to be sharper money. Yeah, just because the money's being held, right? Yes. If, it, if, it, if it's a Vegas shop, they're going to take your money. And in a way, they tend to give you even better odds. Because in theory, if I said, you know, I'm going to give you the Super Bowl coin flip five years from now at even money, pick heads or tails. Well, yeah, you give me your money. I hold it for five years, and then there's a 50-50 bet. So you do got to consider, if anything, it makes the point, though, that 4-1 to one is generous. They're trying to generate action because they want to hold your money, and still the odds of LeBron getting that title, Magic getting that title, Vegas is saying, have been cut in half in just the last couple of weeks. Why? As we said earlier, it seems like there's only one reasonable path that involves an Anthony Davis trade that is they can live with, that the Lakers still have some talent when it's done. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, and I'm going to take some culpability, some blame here. I personally was wrong. I felt super optimistic about the Lakers. My thought was, you got L.A., right? A lot of equity there when it comes to living in Hollywood. Number two, you got Magic. It's a guy that is their talk about just recently. I think this was Bill Simmons again saying Magic walked into the Lakers, you know, arena a while back and everyone stood up. I mean, he's in his suit to walk to his seat or whatever. And it's like an Elvis sighting. I mean, Magic is Elvis in his prime in L.A. today. So you got that. And then you've got, I mean, to me, I think Colin is absurd when when he even wants to start debating LeBron against Michael. I think Michael is so clearly the best player. But still, is it, could you make a case of any player since Michael? In LeBron's category? I mean, who's it going to be? Kobe? Tim Duncan? Shaq? I don't think there's a real conversation. I mean, Kevin Durant? I don't think... Kobe would be the closest. So LeBron is the best player in 20 years who last year had one of his best seasons. Plus Magic, plus LA. I thought they were going to be having to say no thank you to the the Paul Georges of the world. We're actually taking this guy who's even better than you. So to me, what I think I missed was as LeBron went from the best player to the fifth best player to the 10th best player each year, dropping off like everyone does. Father time is undefeated. What I missed was that the prima donna attitude, the it's me and you guys are over there, which everybody says LeBron has, that wasn't going to mitigate itself. To some degree, you know, when the the guy is no longer the best quarterback in the league, he's now the 10th best, he's a little more, hey, guys, let's go out to dinner. I'll buy, right? Or the, you know, we could have the... 
you know, let's be extra politically correct, but the prom queen after divorce, you get the point I'm saying, probably got to have a little different attitude. And LeBron doesn't seem to. So now you've got a player that's no longer the best player in the league. Could he be next year? Maybe. But he clearly wasn't this year. Yep. But he's acting as if he's the best player in the league. And with the generation today, that's not so much about let's honor the elders, but rather we know a new and better way. Maybe LeBron's a little... I think I heard Clay Travis right here on FSR talking about LeBron was dancing in the mirror on his Instagram and, and Clay saying, oh, he's 34, he's a little old to be dancing. I'm not sure Clay should be judging what's hip or not because I certainly shouldn't be. But there's a point there. He is 34 and he is trying, LeBron, to, to, to act like he is native to social media, but he's not. The 20-year-olds today can't remember before Twitter. LeBron can. There is a generation gap. Now, listen, I disagree with Colin, like I said, about a lot of things. He and I, though, I think there's a ton, a ton of mutual respect. This is where I go. I go to Vegas. Via the Coward Global Satellite Network, RJ Bell, pregame.com. So, I mean, I am fond of Colin at a personal level and a professional level. Now, when it comes to <laughs> Jonas, I have no idea what, where the problem started. If it was, you know, the food that they have versus what Colin gets, locks or not locks. I've heard rumors. But you really had a disagreement with Colin earlier today, John. Well, and look, and listen, it's nothing personal. He has no idea who I am. I do weekend overnights. Yes, he's. I mean, he's out and about doing things. But I will say this: he's got James Harden. Well, I did. I listen. We talk a decent amount. Okay. I've mentioned your name, and it's weird how even the third or fourth time he'll go, "Who?" Yeah, I, I don't so blame I him. Think yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, it's, it sounds like many of my exes as well, too. But I, this is this is where I will disagree with him. So he, he puts out this list of his top ten NBA players, MVP candidates, whatever. He's got James Harden fifth. James Harden is scoring close to thirty-seven points a game. Two guys have done that in the last fifty-five years: Will Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. How the hell is he fifth? How are there four other players ahead of James Harden when he's scoring almost 37 points a game? It just it doesn't make sense to me. So there's that. So, so you're saying Colin Cowherd doesn't make sense? Uh, no, I, I, that, Jonas that, that ranking doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Said by Colin Cowherd. Yes, said by Colin Cowherd. <laughs> okay. Yes. And I got to be honest, I agree with Jonas. I agree because to me, and I get where Colin's coming from, there's an instinct to say, oh, ball hog, hero ball, that's not the way the NBA's played. Let's not forget, though, Daryl Morey is at the forefront of analytics. There's the guys that use analytics, and then there's the guys that develop analytics. And Morey's been an inventor of some of this stuff, truly. And if you're in a situation where the only way you can get from where you are to where you need to get before the Chris Paul comes back and others is hero ball and he plays hero ball and does it about as well as you can, 
I mean, Brad, we'd have to agree. If you're going to say embrace hero ball, Harden played about as well as you can. Absolutely, he did. Then that was the goal. It, it maybe there hopefully could have been better choices, but there weren't. And to me, Harden did the best he could under the circumstances, probably better than any player in the NBA. You put any other player on the Rockets and say, carry that much responsibility, I don't think anybody does better. So you can't blame someone for doing what needs to be done, which is what Harden did, and doing it better than anybody else could. That's what Harden did. And because of that, Jonas really, really, really <laughs> disagrees with Colin Cowherd. Right. Yes. And in just one minute, we're going to take a few bows about Todd Gurley because maybe we influenced this, maybe we didn't, but as a professional predictor of the future, I think straight out of the Vegas did. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. The Duke Blue Devils play their final home game of the season tonight against Wake Forest, and when they take the court, they won't have Zion Williamson. He's going to miss his fourth straight game as the star freshman is dealing with a sprained knee. Some injury news in the NBA. Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma has been ruled out of tomorrow's game against Denver after spraining his ankle in last night's loss to the LA Clippers. Clay Thompson out for the Warriors tonight against the Boston Celtics with his his knee injury. Three men were sentenced to prison time today for their role in the Adidas recruiting college basketball scandal. Former Adidas exec Jim Gatto got a nine-month prison term. Former Adidas consultant Merle Code got a six-month sentence with aspiring agent Christian Dawkins receiving a six-month sentence as well. In Major League Baseball, the Yankees are shutting down pitcher Luis Severino for a couple of weeks because of rotator cuff inflammation. Angels pitcher Matt Harvey expected to make a spring training debut tomorrow, returning from a glute injury, while Philly outfielder Bryce Harper spoke on the future of the team with WIP in Philadelphia. We're the Philadelphia Phillies and we want whoever wants to come to Philly. If you don't want to come to Philly, then don't come. You know, don't be part of it. But if you want to come and be part of a winning team and a winning culture, then, you know, we're going to need the best players to do that. If you don't think I'm not going to call Mike Trout in 2020 to have him come to Philly, you're crazy. And so it begins. Finally in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens released safety Eric Weddle today. Rams did the same with linebacker Mark Barron. This according to the NFL Network. Rams also not picking up the option on the contract of center John Sullivan, making him a free agent. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 12 minutes from now here on FSR, a busy night in college and in the NBA, and we'll give you a look ahead at what you can expect later on uh, coming up on the hardwood. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Yeah, Jonas, we were both with uh, Fezzik down in and and uh, producer Vegas producer Mackie down in Atlanta, the bosses at Fox opened up the checkbook, brought a big chunk of the team down. We appreciated it, but it gave us a chance to see that the discussion about Todd Gurley's injury was almost non-existent. W- w- would you agree? Yeah, there wasn't much chatter. There was actually more chatter about the Christoph Porzingis trade at that time during that week than there was really about Todd Gurley and what the hell his status was. And to me, it felt just plain wrong. It felt like, well, wait a minute. Gurley's one of the five highest paid non-quarterbacks in the NFL. From the Vegas perspective, one of the five most valuable non-quarterbacks in the NFL. He carried the ball four times 
in the NFC title game. That makes no sense. And then that, and he wasn't on the injury report. And now, Jonas, the New York Post, who seems to be on this case, let's give him some credit. They had a report in the last day or so about the lack of communication, candor, transparency from the Rams. Yeah, and Jeff Howe of The Athletic was the first to report that Todd Gurley has arthritis in his left knee. Now, he's 24 years old, arthritis in the knee. Everybody assumed there was something more to the story, and now it's the NFL who's looking for answers, and maybe the Rams might find themselves in a, in a precarious spot. Uh, yeah, precarious might be a little strong, <laughs> all right? Oh, tisk tisk Rams, you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Uh we're going to find you $250,000. <laughs> but once again, the reason, and again, listen, this is something that I am on the mountaintop literally screaming about. Here's a theory uh for you to disregard <laughs> completely uh if there's billions of dollars being bet on an event and the organization putting the event on makes a commitment to transparency, and the analogy is always stocks, right? The SEC, yeah, no, 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 not the Southeastern Conference, Security and Exchange Commission, look at Enron, look it up. Youngsters, if you lie, if you withhold, what happens? Guys like Brad, just everyday Joe struggling, what happens? He invests his money on faulty information, loses it, and we as a government are trying, as a country, are trying to stop that. Well, if I'm betting my hard-earned money on the Rams and Gurley's not healthy— and I'm not being told that, and it's the obligation of the Rams to be transparent, something's wrong. And to me, prediction, I'll keep making, within three years, there will be a class action lawsuit. And it will be as simple as getting the trainer of Team X on the stand, under oath, saying, tell me what the consideration was the girly playing this game. Well, we knew about this, that, and the Well, wait a minute. If you knew about this, why wasn't it on the injury report? The case is that simple. It's going to happen. Hopefully, the fact that straight out of Vegas, 200 stations, Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio app, the fact that we have the biggest voice out of Vegas in the world that we're preaching, maybe that's why the Post is asking, writing about it, why the athletic is, why the NFL now is sheepishly saying weeks later, hmm, maybe this is something we should look into. And this is one, I'm not one for causes. You know, I, I'm green, money green is my party. But I'll tell you this this is about paying respect to the better. There's nothing, in my opinion, worse than disrespecting the better. Like, oh, the sports better. He's some kind of scumball. He doesn't deserve. The stock market guy deserves the truth, but the scumball better doesn't. BS. Oh, by the way, on Twitter, a guy, Joe Major is his name, 
He's verified. This is a quote he sent me. I was told not to ask Todd Gurley any questions about the Super Bowl, his mysterious decrease in usage, or what's going on with his left knee. And he sent this to me. So this was something just in the last day or so that Gurley was at an event. I think it was around his high school or something. And imagine the idea that they tell the reporters beforehand, oh, by the way, don't ask about this. Mm. So this isn't just apathy. This isn't just, ah, let's hope it. This is actively repressing the conversation. Luckily, with 200 stations, they're not going to be able to do that with us. When we come back, we've got a 7 o'clock start. We're going to get to that first, give you all the games that matter tonight, and talk about a certain Duke player that Brad has a bet on that I think he is not too happy about right now. That's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We have a busy night in college hoops and in the NBA, but we're going to start out with a college basketball doubleheader on ESPN. Tipping off in a little over 10 minutes from now from Durham, it is Duke hosting Wake Forest, and the Blue Devils are a 24-point favorite on pregame.com. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Lean on Wake Forest plus 24 big ones. Speaking of 24 big ones, it's the largest underdog role ever for Wake Forest, ever for Wake Forest. And on the Duke side, look, Duke doesn't have a lot of seniors, but let's face it, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, Trey Jones, and Zion Williamson, who's out tonight, this is the last home game for all these players. And laying a big point spread, I always question the motivation tonight, especially with a big game against North Carolina on So deck. why would you question motivation on senior night? If anything, you think, hey, let's run it up. North Carolina's on deck. Uh, I don't think a lot of these freshmen are going to play full minutes. Their t- couple of seniors they have are basically role players. I expect those guys to actually get more So minutes. you're saying the guys that shouldn't really be getting minutes, the seniors will get extra minutes, which diminishes the team. Exactly. Speaking of this quickly, you and I got a bet on Zion playing. <laughs> it does seem curious. Now, you gave me 4-1. to one. Yep. All right. So 250 wins me 1,000 if he doesn't play again. It seems like if he was going to play, do you really believe Brad Powers in front of the nation, coast to coast, iHeartRadio, XM, Sirius, everything, 200 stations, are you really saying it's still physical? He's physically Mm. limited today, (laughs) but he won't be in two weeks. Mm. And if not, wouldn't senior day be the day he comes back? Yeah, against a nobody. I think Brad's in a little trouble. (laughs) Guys, after they finish up in Durham, we go to Ole Miss, who is hosting sixth-ranked Kentucky right now. And on pregame.com, Kentucky is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, and I'm going to lean on Kentucky here, minus the five-and-a-half. Reason being, Kentucky's off arguably their worst performance since the opener way back in November against Duke. In their last game, Kentucky against Tennessee shot 32% from the field. That's the worst mark in 30 games this season for Kentucky. I think they bounce back here against a tired Ole Miss team that's played three straight close games. So why not like it? Because it, 
I thought the the lines come down a little bit despite the, the public betting with Kentucky in the pregame uh, game center with like 75%. You're of doing tickets. a lot of mumbling. Why don't you like it? It seems like a square pick to just back Kentucky <laughs> off a loss. All right. All right. Hey, listen, yeah. and sometimes in your gut, something doesn't feel right, and that's the batter's advantage. You get to choose when not to bat. But that feels like Brad doesn't want to make the pick because he's afraid his cool friends in Vegas are going to make fun of him for it. Uh, well, you know, listen, a lot of, lot of sh- quote-unquote sharps feel that way. That's true. <laughs> hey guys, we have a doubleheader in the NBA on TNT, tipping off at 8 Eastern time. It's the Rockets at the Raptors, Toronto. Toronto is a three and a half point favorite. Now here is vulnerability for Brad Fezzik, who's on senior day every Tuesday. He's the NBA guy. Brad has to step up, but it doesn't matter if he makes a like here and I disagree with it. I can bet him with the green button. So he's in a very vulnerable position. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. Go. I do like this game. I like Toronto, the home team minus three and a half. And that's a bet for me on the Raptors here. I think we're buying the Raptors a little low in their last eight games. Toronto's only covered one, but they've still been winning. But they've been laying some extra points here. That's not the case in this one. I think we're buying Toronto low. Also, off a loss against Detroit, the Raptors shot 38% from the floor. That was one of their bottom five performances of the entire season. I'm buying low on Toronto, and I'm selling high on Houston off five straight wins. Give me the Raptors minus three and a half as a like and a bet. Hmm. Now, I like Toronto in general, so I'm not going to press the green button. But there's a reoccurring theme here with Brad. When a team shoots poorly often t- in a prior game, oftentimes there's some of it's the defense of the opponent, but some of it is they just shot poorly. And what happens is the average batter just looks at the score and says, ah, Toronto's not playing as well as we thought, downgrades them a little bit. But really, it's the ebbs and flows. It's the ups and downs of a season. So in general, if you bet on a team after a bad shooting night and against a team after a good shooting night, you're going to do better than flipping a coin. Guys, the struggling Celtics are at the Warriors, a 10.30 Eastern time tip-off on TNT, and Golden State is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So I lean on Golden State for me. I, I do have to mention Klay Thompson's out tonight for the Warriors. The Warriors have been really bad against the number at home. Only five covers in their last 24 home games. But it usually comes down to motivation for Golden State on whether or not they want to get margin. I think Golden State tonight against a primetime opponent in Boston will be motivated. And we're laying a little bit less of a number, obviously, with Klay Thompson out. Just a lean here on Golden State, minus 6.5. And, and obviously, Celtic have been struggling with Kyrie. So why not a like? (laughs) It's tough to back a Golden State team that is the worst in the NBA against the number. You know, Bill Simmons, again, has a great theory. He says a couple of years ago, Golden State played a style of ball that you only saw from Golden State. It was like, what the heck is this? Now, a big chunk of the league is playing the same style of ball. Maybe not as well. But the same style, and that's a big negative for Golden State generally. If you missed any of today's show, including the whereabouts of Steve Fezzik, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.